Hey, thanks for signing up for the Public Beta Podcast. It's June 3rd, 2020. The world has gone to shit. But we're back. But we're back. Uh, <laughs> Lee here, Reed over there, six feet apart, maybe. Like a hockey stick apart. Give or take. Know, give or take, it's fine. Uh, we're back in the office. If you did listen to Salt and Slam this past Monday, and a lot of you who listen to the video game podcast don't. Uh, so yeah, we're, uh, we're back here. Uh, Why did you expect them to? <laughs> General interests. I'm interested in it. Why aren't they? We're going to talk about New Vegas today, uh, which will be part three of our conversation. Holy Parts shit. one and two took place on episodes five and six of Public Beta Podcast. Way back in March. So we did four episodes and we knocked out Near Automata like it was nothing. Yeah. Uh, then we did our compilation episode. Then we started talking about New Vegas. This episode we're recording right now is episode 17 yeah, God hates New Vegas. Uh, so, yeah, something like that. Uh, so, yeah, episode 5 was when we started our conversation on March 11th, and then episode 6 on March 18th, which I believe was your last day in the office. Yeah. Uh, so now here we are, months later, to talk about it. But real quick, we do have a couple news things to talk about, and what we've been playing. We did just record on Friday. Did you have time to play video games over the weekend? Or is that all you had time to do <laughs> over the weekend? Yes and yes. Um, still playing COD Warzone, of course. Still having lots of fun with that. Um, there's just so much... Did you uh, just say COD of Warzone? COD Warzone. Okay. Um, there's so much fun to be had with that game. It's uh, it's the most... It's I've, the same fun over and over no, again. No, no. Like, I <laughs> bought and played pretty much every single Call of Duty. But ever since Black Ops 2, I would get to, like, level 30. Then I would just stop playing. Uh, Modern Warfare has changed that. And it's in no large part... Or it is all in large part due to... Um, the weapon customization system they have in this. So they're just like, what if we gave, like, each gun, like, like 40 different attachments? Well, that means everybody has a unique weapon, and you can cater to your certain play style no matter what weapon you choose. Fun. And, and yeah. And it's all balanced, right? Yeah. Like, there's you, there's no problems with a shotgun that yeah, I've heard I, for not, three years in that game. I'm or... sure there are imbalances <laughs> from hardcore players who yeah. really play to win but for a guy like me who's just playing to have fun i don't find anything particularly bad a scrub yeah um <laughs> there's so much replay value in this because just when you get a gun to like level 60 have all these sick attachments and you're like oh i haven't used this gun yet though i don't think anyone needs to have praised call of duty's replay value since like 2007 or whenever the first modern warfare no, but came I, out right but, but i am here it's making me yeah. use, it's making me use light machine guns and i've Never ever used light machine guns. You don't have to reload as much. No, because like yeah, you do. (laughs) Like now I can do cool things like take off stock and sight and all this stuff and make it super lightweight, bestow a two hundred round clip, and you're running around with basically a pistol with two oil drums. That sounds like some Fallout Four shit. Yeah, you can do stuff like that. It's really cool. I have a shotgun that is smaller than a pistol, but the guy still has to hold it with With two hands. Yeah, (laughs) it's really funny. But you have max mobility and it shoots fire rounds, and it's so much fun. Besides that, Glad I have, to hear having a great time. Yeah. Um, besides <laughs> that, I've also moved over to my yearly playthrough of Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, yeah. Is I, it usually the same time every year? No, I yeah. no, but I believe I said on this on like one of the first episodes too um, that I play Final Fantasy Tactics and ten Final Fantasy ten, but once a year, um, just at random points. Um, yeah, tactics just that that, uh, weird. that version you can play now with the HD where you can go anywhere on the sphere grid must be a nice breath of fresh air for you. The expert sphere grid, yeah. yes, I've played it twice. I but I did stream. Teach it. everybody haste. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's no, it. Um, everybody go down Riku Street to get mug. Um, yeah, man. Uh, yes, I did actually stream an entire playthrough of the expert sphere grid mode um, on Twitch back in the day. That was a lot of fun. 
Um, anyway, yes, I'm going back to Final Fantasy Tactics, having a lot of fun with that game. You're playing on what? Uh, the PS Vita right now, so I'm playing oh, the PSP version. War the Alliance. War of Alliance. Yeah. It is a generally. It's it's so uh, it's such minor changes in the grand scheme of things from the PS One version that either or is fine. Yeah. I think War of, the Legends, War of the Lions version is just a little bit better because one, you have the way better translation, which is huge if you care about the story, and that's something as an adult I've grown to uh, enjoy much more as opposed to when I was a child. Because when you're a kid, get to the fighting. Yeah, because when you're a kid, you're just like, "Where's the big swords and the anime villain and like, where's all this stuff?" And then, like, when you're an adult, you're like, "Oh, this is just better Game of Thrones." Yeah, um, <laughs> everything is better Game of Thrones. At this yeah. Point. So, uh, yeah, have you know that one fight you get into when you're Ra- Ra- Ramza? Yes. That's his name. Uh, he, he has to fight alone, and that guy turns into a. Listen, big, yeah. I'm gonna tell you about this fight right yeah. now. And. Like, I haven't played that game in 10 years, yeah, I but I can, I'll tell you about that fight. I mean, one time, yeah. Maybe one time I'll make you replay that game, and we can you're, give... You'll ta- force me to replay it. we'll give Tactics wouldn't take much, like, Tactics is great. Because you know, I could talk to, about hours about yeah. it, how every intricate system, how complex and deep the gameplay is, how much it lets you break in, and why that's such a good thing. Um, in regards to that fight... Did they put that on PS4? Did they put War of the Lions on PS4? No. Just Vita, eh? Just Vita. I have to go charge my Vita? Um, so... In regards to what you were saying, yes, that is the infamous Graph fight. It is infamous because it is easily the hardest fight in the game. Yes. Uh, Ramses solo. reason why it's so hard is because Graph can often move twice in a row just due to the, how the system works. And his attacks can easily kill you in two shots. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so my personal... Everybody has a different strategy for this. And I've defeated him two different ways. One way is simple. Grind. But, no. Uh, one, way is, one way is very simple, which is burst damage. And, like, one... Hit, kill. The easiest way to do that would be a summoner class Ramza and hit him with a right, Bahamut. Which chances are you are not using for Ramza at that point. Um, well, it depends. One of my favorite builds for Ramza is, since his Squire normal class is so good with his late game abilities that he gets, the plus speed, the plus brave and everything, I use that alongside summoner with short charge, which you get from time mage, which cuts time, which cuts magic time in half. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So you can summon summons in one turn. You can summon summons like that. Okay, but like, let's discuss the fucked upness of having to plan that far ahead for one boss fight in the game. No, it's it's not fucked upness. I like that. I like, like I gotta make sure Ramza's got time mage and summoner. Yeah, I like how they throw this fight at you that's in the third act and they're like, here's this really difficult fight. By this point, Ramza should have like, 12 jobs at least with all these abilities you need to figure out a way to kill this person and i've seen yeah. everybody have different ways but the most secure way i've ever done it and the easiest way in my opinion is very simple you give rams a, a counter ability of auto potion and you only have x potions in your inventory so every time he gets hit you automatically refill 150 health that'll oh, let you, you survive a turn mm-hmm. every extra turn <laughs> you have that you don't need to heal with potions you spam yell and you spam uh, the brave up for ramza so eventually, you're gonna be able to move four times in one turn, and then you can hit for nine, 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 nine damage for one swing. So all you have to do is go up behind Weegrath and him once, and you're done. So instead of trying to go shot for shot with that guy, the idea yeah. is actually to play keep away until you can end him yeah, with one. Keep your distance, heal yourself yeah. up, and every time you can. I remember the first time up. coming across that boss fight, completely ill prepared, and I'm like, "How the fuck are you intended to do?" Because like when you have your whole squad. Yeah, totally if, there different one, thing. if yeah. there is one negative I can say about it, it doesn't do the Final Fantasy twelve thing where it says, "Hey, by the way, there's this is a point of no return." There's a really yeah. hard fight coming up. You got up. some shit coming up. Yeah. Saving a new slot, it doesn't tell you that. So yes, you can get yes. absolutely. Fucked also, over. being a PSP game, does it auto save or it's only manual saves? No, so manual you can save. roll into that fight and have it not 
saved in three yeah. hours. But uh, uh, we're focusing on one particular part of the grand scheme of the game, <laughs> which I think yeah. is... Uh, I would say top three Final Fantasy games, personally. I think. I mean, you're probably not wrong. It's weird that they've never properly followed it up, other than the Game Boy Advance versions, which I like. But uh, they're not, the second one, they're not, so not much, actual but... follow-ups, though. No, yeah, not at all. Um, Gameplay-wise, in terms of Final yeah, Fantasy, I, they are. And yes. then there was Revenant Wings, which is also a tactical... <laughs> yeah, so I could go on and on about how much I love Final Fantasy Tactics. It's one of my favorite games. Um, right. Maybe someday we will. But maybe someday we will, yeah. Ivalice. Ivalice. What do you know about it? The Ivalice Alliance. Final Fantasy Twelve takes place yeah. in it. Vagrant Story takes place in it. Vagrant Story takes place in Ivalice? I'm pretty sure it does. Oh, interesting. Um, or there's... It's, it's, uh, it's up there in... Uh, my favorite Final Fantasy worlds for something to take place. It's basically the refined, albeit a little bit steampunk version of like classic Final Fantasy. Yeah, and what um, I like about Evilus is it kind of has a Dark Souls things going on where it's the same world and universe, but there's such large gaps in time yeah. and there's nothing written down like it's like it's like definitively Zelda. so yeah. there's just hints and little nudges towards other games you may have played there's bunny girls yeah but yeah. <laughs> no like uh for example in final fantasy 12 like you may like there's airships everywhere right and then in tactics you could see like you could be like oh they were part of the of the great empire before that had airships but airships are no longer a thing you're like oh so like, without them ever saying it, and for all I know, this isn't canon at all, but just from taking my own personal thing, Final Fantasy XII takes place way before Tactics. But mm-hmm. they're in the same world because they have the same map. Yeah, but then, like, Advance takes place in the real world, quote-unquote, and then they go to Ivelisse in a book. Yeah. But it's not any Ivelisse we've seen before. It's, like, a fantasy snapshot version of it. So it's, it's an interesting... It's their Narnia. It's Final yeah. Fantasy's Narnia. Yeah. Anyway, uh, cool. Final Fantasy Tactics is good. Uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've been playing uh, a little bit of Final Fantasy IX here and there. Still, still having fun with that game uh, and its HD version. And uh, yeah, man, just some Animal Crossing. Like over the weekend, it's it was nice out, so I tend to do little, yeah, I little was, yard work. Yeah, I golfed uh, and I was out the entire day Saturday. Went for, yeah. went golf and then after that, watched the fights. Like I cooked some good food, uh, watched wrestling. Uh, didn't play a lot of video games, but of course now we will have seven days before the next, and I, I plan to get down to some some business as it were uh all right uh sega announced for their 60th anniversary that they will be making a game gear micro did you see this who cares besides you uh well that's <laughs> so unfortunately uh when it comes to sega uh and the game gear I'm not a, not a not a huge fan no uh, one is a huge fan no the game gear sucks ass it's like in, in the time the thing that they touted was oh, we got a color screen we got a full color screen uh this thing is fucking huge it takes a million batteries it drains them very quickly so ultimately the game boy with its lesser graphics and no color uh beat this thing based on games alone uh so when you think of what game gear games you would even include on a device like this i can't think of any off the top of my head that are worth fucking playing for a second. Yeah. Axe Battler. I don't know. Uh, but apparently they're going to be doing four different versions of this thing in four different colors. So you have your standard Game Gear. You have blue, yellow, red. And apparently each of them will have four different Game Gear games. So if you want it all, you got to buy all four. And it's going for they around... They only have four games installed? They have four games per device, I'm to understand. Who the fuck is going to buy this? It's like a fun little thing to carry around with you. It does seem like if you were going to do a Game Gear Micro, put every single game you could possibly yeah. put on there. 
Um, Why would anybody buy this over? But then, like, you have to critically think, like, okay, so this is this is sixteen there's, games. There's no way this is over ten dollars. Uh, <laughs> well, read. Uh, it'll retail for forty nine hundred and eighty yen, which is fifty U.S. dollars. There's no fucking way anybody will buy that. Uh, I mean, we'll see. You're, I mean, you're right. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. This is a, and also it's it's fucking tiny. Like it's like this across my palm. There's so. no way that's that's horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> That's fucking horrible. What's the man on the street? Guess what, making guys? Making a Game Gear micro. How is We're it? making a Jaguar X micro. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so look forward to that. Listen, the Game Gear's got an awful library. It's uh, an awful console. Yeah. And uh, I don't know that we need to be celebrating Listen, it. But but Sega beat Nintendo to the punch on doing a micro built-in game official version of their console. Yeah, like... But, um, like Handhelds are such a weird thing to me. What, what, th- what this at least tells me is that Sega is confident enough in the sales of the Genesis Mini that they're going to try something that... The all... Genesis is way but, but, different. But, like, for the game... To try the Game Gear next, uh, it shows, like, they have some confidence in the collector's market for this stuff. Regardless... Why would they not go balls to the wall and be like, you know what, we're going to release well, a Dreamcast. Well, I think we're getting there, right? So, like, ideally they would do a Sega Master System, because there's some Sega games to throw on there. Again, you have to consider this is OEM, so unless they're going around for licenses, they only have so much to work with. But the world of the Sega CD and the Saturn, if you did a mini version of those, would be fantastic. Those games are hard to find, as you know. Uh, a lot of the good OEM ones are just hard to come by or expensive. So, like the SNES Mini, it would be nice to have... A Sega CD Mini with these things built in, etc. Of course, if you have the Genesis Mini, a PS1 Classic, etc., you can put all those games on there anyways. <laughs> uh, but that's not the point. I still have a PS1 Classic. Yeah, fuck yeah. I, I never bought the... I have all, everything but the, the PS1 Classic. But I got all the things on there that you want, you know. I was like, I need to play, oh, yeah. I need to play Valkyrie <laughs> Profile somehow. Fuck. Yeah, I used to own Valkyrie Profile. Sold yeah. it. Sold that ass. Yeah. Sold that ass. Sold that ass. Uh, New Galarian Legendary Pokemon Detailed upcoming Sword and Shield expansion. Did you forget they were doing a Sword and Shield expansion? Did you forget Sword and Shield? Yes and no. Um, Reed forgot about the I, Sword and Shield like, expansion. I, I, I play Pokemon when other people are playing Pokemon, so I have people to battle and trade with and compare Pokemon mm-hmm. with. They um, turned Zapdos into a chicken. So, yes, I know. Um, I guess Zapdos was always kind of a chicken. So maybe I'll talk to Rod, the guy that I work with. Listen, listen to me. I've tried very hard to beat Pokemon Sword, but at a certain point, I'm like, I don't enjoy this. This is not a fun Pokemon yeah, game. Yeah, I know. And I really wanted to uh, mal you because you're an absolute fucking scrub, and I destroyed yeah. you. But um. it's uh, it's barely above. So Pokemon Battle Revolution for the Wii was like a Pokemon Stadium game that only had battling. The only thing it had was transfer your Pokemon in and let's fucking battle. That's the only thing it had. And Pokemon Sword and Shield feels a lot like that. It's either catching Pokemon, or it's just battling. The environments and stuff look well, okay. Look, we've talked about this uh, en masse. But there's about... there's no pull to it. Like, I'm, I like I'm just, I'm raising Pokemon again. I've done this fucking 25 times. I know. We've talked about this en yeah. masse. It's the worst Pokemon game because it's not Easily. a main story. Easily um, the worst. I'm, I'm speaking purely from the competitive battling aspect of it. Um, I'm going to see if Rod's going to get into it, because uh, if he is, then I'll be more than happy to battle him again. What's that orange Zapdos? <laughs> uh, like, and I love no, we, went, of, we went shinies only. And like, I love the idea of Pokemon DLC. I would love the idea of some of those 3DS games. Are you alright? <laughs> I, get, I get restless in chairs, man. I start moving around. Like, it, Ultra Moon, uh, Sun, they had those like ex- expanded storylines where you're catching the, the beast monsters and stuff sure. that are coming through the... That's all great. If that was DLC, if there was like eight hours of content, story content... 
that resulted in new Pokemon and, and areas and stuff like that. But just based on how this game is, is laid out, I keep seeing because like I have the cartridge in my Switch. So every time there's an update or anything, it bumps itself to the front of the line. I'm like, oh yeah, Pokemon Sword. Fuck that game. <laughs> Sucks. Well, yeah, it'd be, it would be nice to get some triple threat battling theme in Rod. It's, it's fucked up because like Nintendo has kind of given us everything we ever asked for. It's like, okay, main series Pokemon game. It's on. It's on the thing that you can play on your TV or take it with you easily for trading and stuff like that. Here's Pokemon Home. You have all your Pokemon you ever caught in one place, and at a certain point, you're just like, I don't, I don't, I don't want this. Maybe the thing I wanted was not the ultimate version of what we had, but maybe it's something new. That's just... This isn't. This is something new. This is not the ultimate version of what we had. No, this is like right. This is something. New. This is a no. This is a, a down spike from the from yeah, Ultra no, Sun. And I Moon. wanted the ultimate yeah. version of what we're used to. Some people wanted something new. This is something new. It's just not the new that they. I wanted. don't know about that. No, this is taking this stuff away t- and then calling it new is is but not they, what I'm talking they about. Added the wild area. No, the wild area is awful. <laughs> Fuck you. You turned the the tall grass into a giant open world I can explore. Yeah. You put Pokemon in the environment where I can see them. Good, the that's awesome. The only thing I can tell you about Sword and about Sword and Shield that I that really makes me like not even like a frustration, but more of a sadness, which is they stopped making shiny Pokemon special. They're not special oh, yeah. anymore. Yeah, it may, it became like well, everybody people are so into this. How do we make them more attainable than ever? And that. Yeah. No, it, it was it was a simple. It has nothing to do with that. It's because Nintendo and specifically Game Freak in this case has no fucking idea how to implement their online. Has no idea how to implement how how these systems work with multiple people because they were just like, oh yeah, shiny Pokemon will show up after a random amount of, random amount of, uh, of of time. So any logical person would go up to one of those pokey spots, or the fuck they're called, the yeah. raid Change areas. their clock. Yeah, and just cheese their clock till they got a shiny, and then yeah. save before, and then bam, you can give thousands of people potentially that shiny because you just don't save. A lot of people out of working at home right now, a lot of people cheesing their clock. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, they stop <laughs> making shiny Pokemon special. That's a goddamn travesty. Yeah, I don't know... Uh... Man, I keep the the thing I keep thinking of is like Coliseum and uh, and XD the the campaigns and that. I, I think I'm ready for another one of those. It's just a narrative Pokemon game, limited amount of Pokemon you get, almost like party members and double any battles other RPG. only, baby. Double battles only, baby. A cool blue trench coat and some tape and white hair, and let's fucking anime this shit up. Uh, okay, are you ready mm-hmm. to return to the wasteland? To the wasteland. Jesus Christ. Wasteland Re- two director's cut. Here it is. Release the Snyder Cut. Uh, we are going to now talk about Fallout New Vegas. As I mentioned, it has been a nearly... What is that? Three-month mu- three hiatus since we got back March, to this game. March, April, May. March 11th, March 18th. So we're coming up on, on two and a half months. Yeah. Uh, I did my due diligence and went back and listened to our conversations so far, which I have to say are not that bad. We actually covered quite a bit uh, and, and weren't too scatterbrained on a game like this, which is quite big. Uh, especially that doesn't have a through narrative it's like hard to, does. Yeah, it, no, it's yeah. hard to talk about an open world game because it is open. Uh, you can yeah. do anything in any order. So, so I'm going to get us back on track today, and we're going to try to blitz through uh, a lot of the main quest, uh, just okay. the main story of New Vegas. And then as we were kind of doing at the end, as we said here, here's to recap. This is what we've talked about so far. We talked about the intro, intro to Fallout. We talked about the story and setting uh, setting that up. Um, Character creation and role-playing in the Wasteland. Stats, works, 
which I think is perks, skills and character building, gameplay augments and hardcore mode, starting the game and the freedom you were given, Pip-Boy and tracking quests, Good Springs versus Powder Gangers, which is your first uh, faction uh, thing, heading to Prim, uh, and then the fact that we kept saying, or not, at the end of everything, <laughs> it's like, you can do that, or not, uh, and then on the next episode we talked about uh, further about game mechanics, uh, such as repair, inventory management, eating, if you're in hardcore mode, um, we talked about Prim and the tale of the two casinos, the Vicky Vance and the Bison Steve. We talked about the multiple couriers and the mystery uh, therein. We talked about uh, casinos and gambling, caravan, balancing your faction rep and what that can get you across the wasteland. We talked about approaching Nipton, seeing the billowing smoke, learning about the lottery and the legion. And uh, ambushing them with landmines. Yeah, ambushing them with landmines, <laughs> slipping a grenade in their pocket. And then escalating damn tensions. Uh, which is D-A-M, as yeah, in the I, Hoover Dam. I believe we also touched upon, just in general, how New Vegas is so open. For I think I gave the example of come fly with me once you're in Novak. Yeah. Unless we haven't got to Novak. We are. We were just getting to Novak. Oh, well, yeah. maybe we'll talk about that today, then. Yeah, uh, so we learned from a Courier Beagle, uh, who was the man that I unfortunately murdered in a firefight. Deputy Beagle. Oh, fuck it, sorry. What did I call him, Courier Beagle? Yeah. Sorry, I read two things backwards on this sheet. He is the deputy of Prim. Uh, he met his untimely end when I was in a firefight with the Raiders and unfortunately blew him to bits. And uh, thankfully he had a log on him that told me this information, but otherwise he would tell you himself that these men were headed uh, through Nipton, northeast to Novak, uh, to meet someone specific, but he doesn't know who. The courier starts heading to Nipton and once there, first encounter with Kaisar's Legion, which we talked about. Uh, we haven't really talked about their ideology quite yet. We've kind of touched on it and how they oh, are. Oh, man, how much time do you have in the day? Um, yeah. There's a brilliant conversation that you can have with Caesar. A little bit of a light spoiler here. Once you meet yeah. Caesar later in the game, you can have a brilliant conversation with him where you ask, like, why do the Legion work? Why did you structure this? And Caesar gives you, like, a half-hour lecture about how to tolerate... How do you say it? I had it in my head until you fucked it up enough times. And I'm like, oh, I can't say that. Totalitarian? Totalitarian society. Yeah. How a dictator works and how uh, <laughs> each tribe is assimilated into this uh, legion just like what ancient Rome was. And it's because uh, Caesar saw that this primitive world is just like how the world is primitive before Rome came around. And, you know, it's like, don't try to go too deep into it. That's mm. his thoughts onto it. Now, as far as this, as the legion as a whole... It's not uh, crazy to say that there's lots of legionnaires and high-ranking members that are just in it because they're cruel. They want to hurt people. They just want to push oh, their like the police, like uh, <laughs> like Legate Lanius is the yeah. greatest example because Caesar's like, if I died, Legate Lanius would take over the legion, and the legion would become something completely different. They would become a war society. They would only be interested in conquering and and uh, enveloping others into their society. That's it. And that's what I fucking love about Caesar's Legion is that they're only as good as their head, and they're because they are a dictatorship and such. A I mean, they are still committing atrocities. But yes. as we as we mentioned in the last episode, and when I say the last episode, I mean March eighteenth. Yes, uh, that they they are given very clear orders. Uh, they were to raise that town to the ground, not kill anybody. They didn't have to. Uh, they want people to to. They're trying to intimidate the NCR, basically. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's what I love about Caesar's Legion is that. <laughs> to Caesar, there's a means to an end to his cruelty. Yes. And the second that you get rid of Caesar in one way or another, and there are multiple ways to do it, 
Legate Legate Lanius turns it into a more extreme way, and now all of a sudden they're even worse. Yeah. Um, And that's what I like about it so much. But yeah, continue. Yes, so I watched that extensive YouTube video that you linked me uh, that was like the ideology of Kaiser's Legion. And then I watched subsequent videos about how... Uh, you know, given enough time, that legion is is doomed for this this number of reasons. Um, the, well, the the idea that they don't use long range weapons, the idea that they yeah yeah, but um, but you could say a lot of the same things for the NCO. They don't allow women into their ranks. Yes, uh, the, can, when when fifty one percent of the wastelanders are women. Uh, and the NCR gladly takes them into their ranks. Yeah, but and then he also has counterpoints for the NCR and why they're weak yeah. in such a society that's barbaric as this. You can't have years of squabbling and politics yeah. between Brahmin brokers, where you can get your government corrupt that easily because they're being bribed, and all of a sudden the little man on the bottom is not getting their fair shake. Say what you want about Caesar's Legion, everybody in that structure knows their place right. and what to expect. The only reason you would categorize uh, the NCR as quote-unquote good guys, which they are not, uh, is that they do seem to have, a lot of the people who join their ranks do seem to have a sense of good, or at very least, if you're being shot at by a monster they, or a member they, of Kaiser Legion. They have a sense of morality to yes. them. And, but they also tax everybody. They put in heavy taxations right. to people that don't necessarily need it either. Um, but yes, I, like, you can say all day that it's pretty gray between these two factions, but at the end of the day, it's hard to say that NC, it's, it's, I, I wouldn't say, and I think you would agree with me, that NCR are far better people in comparison to Caesar's Legion. <laughs> sure. sure. Yeah. Person to person, I think that would be correct to say. Yeah. You arrive in Novak. Novak, small town. Uh, most notably has a large hotel at which you can... Uh, motel, rather. At which you can rent a room permanently for 100 caps, which I highly recommend you do. As you're probably carrying a number of items that you don't intend to use at this point, but would uh, like to store somewhere safe. And the motel room can be that. Uh, in addition, it has a tons of containers and stuff in there. You can also sleep in the motel. Get that motel, goddammit. Anyways, uh, the motel also has a cool-ass T-Rex next to it. You I swear in... we talked about this. Uh, maybe we did. I swear we talked about all this. because we, I think we may have talked about this outside of the like, podcast. The, and how you get Manny's password and everything. Like, I, I swear. Well, we're blowing through it anyways. <laughs> uh, so no one seems to know about the man who tried to kill the player except one Manny Vargas. He's the daytime sniper in the mouth of the T-Rex. The nighttime sniper, Boone, has his own side quest you can do here. Uh, Boone himself is one of the, my favorite uh, companions yes. that you get in the game. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, when I'm playing on hardcore mode, I can't really have a companion with me because they get their head blown off instantly. And they're just dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, so Manny presents you with a quest in order to get the information that you seek. He says that uh, Nip, that Novak has a ghoul problem and they're coming yeah. from the old retcon factory. You take, can either do that or you can just say fuck it and kill Manny and take a shit. Yep, pickpocket his ass. Or, alternatively, <laughs> you can go into his room. He also has a room at the same hotel and he'll just have it on a computer. As it's described here, once the player has acquired the information from Manny any way they could... <laughs> they yeah. learned that the checker suit man and his great cons went towards Boulder City, yeah. which I've been to in real life. So if we can talk briefly, upon, if we can touch briefly upon Boone while we're here, actually. Sure. Um, what I really do like about Boone's quest is that it's absolutely fucking ruthless, and there isn't a, more, a moment of morality. It's, I need you to find this person that sold my wife to the Caesar's Legion. Yeah. Uh, sure enough, once you go into the main lobby and look in the safe, you find the bill of sale, and you find out that the owner of the hotel, this that you sweet rented old, the motel from, yeah, it. this sweet old lady is the one that did it. Yes. Um, for, because she was uh, because Boone's wife apparently was very uh, hostile. So, so further to that, the thing you actually learn is that Boone's wife willingly was sold into slavery. Yeah. Wait. 
Am I, am I not remembering this quest now? It's, it's, it's not as important, but Boone basically gives you a beret, and he says, hey, at nighttime, toss this beret on and lead the person who sold my wife. And no, it, can, it, can yeah, it can be anybody in town. It yeah. doesn't have to be this you old You kill lady. the homeless guy if you want. Yeah, and uh, Boone will be not at peace, but he'll be like, great, now I don't know what to do. And he'll be like, come with me, and be like, all right, fine. Yeah, um, so if you lead someone out, so in my case, in my most recent playthrough, the quest, the quest glitched, and even though I found that piece of paper that is the bill of sale for the slave, uh, I, I could not lead the uh, party, as it were, Agatha? What's, what, something like that. Yeah. Whatever her name is, I couldn't lead her in front of Boone, but I could lead her husband. Uh, so, like, eye for an eye, like, poetic justice, I, I had murdered her husband. Well, when, you can, when you talk to Boone <laughs> about that, if you don't have the speech check... To convince him that this was the person responsible, he actually opens fire on you, as does the rest of the town. Oh. I learned. I'd never failed that before. Yeah. Because it glitched. Right? I can't say uh, I failed it either. Um, we'll have to talk after this podcast about Boone's quest, because I don't remember that specific part. His girlfriend. Oh, it's, it's, that's not as relevant. That's just like a little anecdote, is that to make it even sadder that Boone thought that his wife was taken in the night and sold into slavery, that Boone's wife willingly wanted to leave Boone, and Boone's been like, who's responsible for this? Meanwhile... The sad part is that Boone's wife wanted to actually. Well, why did she want to uh, go into sale? This is how I re- remember it. We'd have to. You'd have to go play that. Go play New Vegas. I guess I'll have to go play New Vegas. Uh, it's it's an anecdote in the quest. It's not something that influences the quest in one way or the other, but it it, it is implied. But like the, his wife is his centerpiece mostly of his quest line. Well, and right. the tragedy at Camp Recon. Yeah. Uh, so Boone is an ex-NCR soldier, uh, and if you have him with you, he will open uh, fire on legionaries uh, without your input. So keep that in mind if you're going to be cruising with this guy. Anyways, let's talk about Boulder City. Uh, so you head east from Novak. There are a number of quests you can engage we with We definitely here. talked about this. No. Boulder yeah. City? Yeah, because you talked at length about how you convinced one group to stop firing. Not on the podcast. Out. I s- I swear we had this conversation. No, 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 we did have this conversation. Not on the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. That's why I went back and listened, man. Uh, Boulder City, right away, I'm going to get one thing out of the way here, which is one of my favorite dialogue options in the entire game. So you go to this giant uh, rubbled piece of wall, and you see a bunch of names on there, and you can figure out very, very quickly it's a memorial to the Battle of Hoover Dam. And if you if you shoot it, or you touch it, or you hit it with anything, this NCR ranger comes up to you and goes, Hey, what the fuck are you doing? That's a memorial. My brother died at uh, Hoover Dam. And you can say, like, sorry, won't happen again. And, like, yeah, what are you going to do about it? Or my favorite option, your brother was a bitch and you are too. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're a rude customer. Yeah, I, I, and there's, like, a few other dialogue options besides that. But that right there, that one dialogue option shows you that, like, it's not like Skyrim where your character's personality is defined by the quest you're doing. Yeah. Where, like, if you're doing the Thieves Guild quest in Skyrim, you're going to be a sly-talking, smooth, like, money-wielder. And if you become a Dark Brotherhood assassin, all you're going to be saying is, Hail Sithis, and I can't wait to kill. And, like, your personality changes too much to stay in character. New Vegas gives you so much dialogue options in so many different ways that you never feel like you have an option that's totally out of character for you. Right. Uh, yeah, so as I described to you, not on the podcast for the last goddamn minute. I listened to the podcast. I know what we have and haven't talked about. Uh, you get to Boulder City and you see there are NCR troops everywhere uh, in the ruins of what was once Boulder City. After convincing the acting NCR commander to let the courier deal with the cons, finding that two great cons are being held up uh, are the same ones that were with the Checker Suit Man. So basically, whoever this Checker Suit Man is, he has moved on, but the great cons that were with him are currently basically in a standoff in this town. 
Uh, yeah. So you enter, uh, you basically convince the NCR uh, soldier... That sergeant. You, sergeant. That you'll go in and you'll kind of handle the situation. Uh, you get in there, Jessup is alive, one of these guys at this point, and the other, McMurphy, had died beforehand. Uh, once they've chosen the way to deal with the cons, again, it's fucking following you, Vegas. Uh, they learn that the man in the checkered suit is Benny, who we've named before, leader of the chairman uh, on the strip, uh, which is a gang. Right? The chairman? Yeah, yeah, the chairman are kind of a gang, but they, what what they used to be was a tribe, one of those barbaric tribes, until Mr. House took them into the fold on the Strip, thus they took over a casino. So you could say they're a gang, but they're more like a group of casino employees and owners. Yeah. Ring a ding. He left the cons for dead and made his way back to New Vegas. From this point, the player can help the cons or leave them to their deaths by the hands of the SDR, or simply kill them entirely. It's all on the table. Hell uh, yeah. Yeah, so in my case, uh, tell the guys, hey, release, you know, we're, we're going to, I'm going to fucking figure this out, we're going to release your hostages, blah, blah, blah. Go back to talk to the NCR guy. He's like, okay, yeah. Uh, so I've, I've negotiated, basically, that you will let these guys peacefully leave and in return. And he's like, nah, can't do and it. And he's like, I, got, I just got word from above, no matter what you came to, we're going to roll through there and just murder all these guys. Yeah, but then you can pass uh, another speech check to, and he'll be like, you know what? Like, I'll take the heat for it. My word. Yeah, so I'll... mine, I didn't. I was just like, yo, man, you're in charge here. Can't you overwrite this? And he's like, nope. At which point his soldiers start marching in. <laughs> so I uh, I duck in behind them. And then, like, you know, in a, it's, a, it's a green text story is what I like to call it. This is something that's between the lines of what's literally happening in the video game. You're building your own narrative in your head, which is my character, who thought he had done the moral high ground thing, now has these soldiers turn on the people that he's now lied to. Yeah. So I'm like, well, these guys are criminals. They're going to get wiped out by the NCR, but in, in my own... I took justice into my own hands, in, Reed. I shot them all in the back of the head. In my min-max playthrough, uh, um, if you do all the appropriate NCR quests up until this point at Prim by getting the by getting the sergeant to be the new sheriff there, and then um, me and the... There's a small encampment between Novak and Boulder City that you can also check out. If you do this stuff for the sergeant and you convince him to let the cons leave, you can get the great cons... And the NCR to both have a liked status with you. Cool. Which is fantastic. Um, you get no one to The Great Cons don't show up a ton in the game. No, though. they don't. Yeah. But there is a quest that's part of the main story very later in the game that you have to go to the cons. And if you want to have the best possible ending for your particular faction, you need the cons support for that faction. And you can't do that if they hate you because they'll just shoot you instead. Yeah, we just kill them then. Yeah. Fuck so them. if you're doing the if you're doing a, <laughs> if you're doing a perfect like diplomat, I want everybody to love each other, but also fuck the Legion playthrough. Then that's how you would do it. Right. So we now know Benny is in New Vegas. We knew all along that this long road would lead us to the city of New Vegas. Uh, so as I said, I, I shot all the NCR soldiers in the back of the head, uh, stole all their gear. Uh, let them wipe out the great cons, then wipe them out, took all that gear, made a ton of money. I find myself outside of New Vegas. I go cashing in at the the doctor uh, who is there that allows you to uh, do permanent upgrades to your uh, stats. You can increase your base stats permanently, add damage resistance, uh, healing over time. Now I feel like we've talked about this before on the podcast. You fucker. <laughs> uh, anyways... So the next main story quest is Ring-a-Ding-Ding. Like which you is, pretty much just get to the strip. Which is you getting to the strip. Now, getting to the strip, 
is, is a whole other thing. So you end up in Freeside, uh, which is the city area around the actual walled-off proper strip of, of yeah, New Vegas. The ghetto. Yes, uh, and it is protected by robots. Mr. House employs Securetrons. Uh, you can pay your way into New Vegas if it's you have a certain... Pay, it's not paying your they way. Do a money they, check. they have to make yeah. sure that you have enough money. Because the, the idea is that you would uh, submit to a credit check, please. Um, right, which is the easiest way to get into the strip. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, you can find the various groups and gangs in Freeside, such as the Kings... Uh, who are it, they? Hey, baby. Uh, they are in a Elvis impersonation school. Uh, the leader of which is just Elvis uh, with a robot dog. Take my dog Rex. He's a good his boy. His brain is sick. Go <laughs> fix his brain for me. Uh, so you help the uh, you help the kings, and then there's another group in in Freeside. There's the the Van Whatchamacallits who run the energy. The Van Graffs. Yes, who are assholes. Uh, yes. They run the energy weapons store. But yeah, and it's man. There's so much things you can do. with the Freeside's huge. New Vegas uh, is so crazy. There's so much things you can do with the Van Graffs. They have a lot to do with the NCR and the Legion in the main story. If you get to that point, mm-hmm. um, you could just do side missions with them in general if you just want to go with them for a while. Or you could just take super small jobs, such as being the security guard at the door. And this is where one of my favorite parts of the game comes in. So the Van Graffs is full of very expensive energy weapons. Yes. Every single member of their team is wearing black combat armor. You also can't go in without relinquishing your weapons before going in. Yes. Yeah. So there's so many different ways you could do this. You could accept the job and become the doorman and let the dude with the bomb in his jacket through. He'll blows it up. You don't get as much stuff, but you get some stuff. Um, or you do it my preferred way. Since Van Graffs have their own faction, technically, and they're not part of Freeside, you can shoot the guard guy, um, kill him right away, Take a shit, put down landmines as fast as you can in front of the door, and all his buddies are going to come pouring out one by one. Hide behind a mailbox that's just across the street and keep shooting. That's so I find that doesn't work for everybody that's inside, though. Because, like, for whatever reason, my some people, Yeah, some people will be yeah. left inside, but you just go inside and kill the rest of them. And then once they're see, all dead, you have so many combat armor and weapons and all this shit you can use. Yeah, my playthrough usually results in me having to get into a shootout with those fuckers. And in hardcore mode, it's not it's not the best. Uh, obviously, you do need to employ yeah, a lot no, of I would only and, I would only recommend doing this total wipeout yeah. thing if you are doing a min max. <laughs> if you're doing a min max playthrough and want to get over. So I don't think I've ever done the bodyguard thing uh, where I let the guy with the bomb in. I've never heard of that before. So what so you, you never put the Van Graaff storyline. Maybe I haven't. Maybe um, I just yeah. kill them all instantly so, and that's it. Well, yeah, what happens is you just go in and the girl's like, do you want to buy something? You're like, no, I'm looking for work. She's like, all right, we'll work the door. So when you work the door, you're just letting people through like the dude did it with you. So first guy, he's just like, hey, I want to buy some guns. And you're like, okay, I need to take your weapons. He's like, all right, boom, easy. Second guy's like, I want to buy some guns. You're like, give me your weapon. He's like, no. And you're like, okay, see you later. Guy walks away. Third guy's very suspicious. It's very obvious <laughs> that he has some, like, he has some shit on him. And you have the option to be like, no, all clear, walk on through. And as soon as you do, you just go, and then the security guard body's like, what the fuck was that? And he walks inside, and then you go inside, and everybody's dead. Excellent. All, like, I would say 90% of the guns and bodies are gone, so you don't get as much loot, like I said. And uh, fucking security guard buddy turns hostile on you. And that's how you end that storyline. If you did the security guard thing... uh, Properly, you would keep moving up in positions. Eventually, you broker an arms deal between the Van Graffs and Caesar's Legion, and you have to turn on Caesar's Legion and kill all of them in a warehouse. It's actually pretty fucking neat. Um, but a lot of these things are also circum- circumvented by uh, one of the 
easiest and greatest exploits in New Vegas, which is the manipulation system, where you can just pick up an item without actually putting it into yeah. your inventory, right? So all you do with the Van Graffs is you walk inside, get the most expensive gun, carry it to the bathroom where no one's inside, sneak and steal it. Yeah. Whereas in Oblivion, if you touch anything... People get pissed. It's considered stealing. So yeah. if you like touch an apple on a table, you will be yeah. But that's also too with. much because like sometimes you just want to fucking throw an apple across yeah. the room. That's but, where that's where Fus Rada comes in in Skyrim. You just yeah. blow everything off the wall. Yeah. So that's where I th- <laughs> I, I think that's where Skyrim actually kind of did it right. Where if you went into someone's back room at a business, they follow you. Yeah. To make sure you're not up to shit. But yeah. So if you didn't want to do any of the things we just talked about. Just grab the item, bring it to the bathroom, and steal it. Like you would in any other place. Right. And, of course, in true New Vegas fashion, you can also obliterate the Securitrons and, and just fucking muscle your way onto the strip. And then you'll just make the entire actual strip angry. Yeah, you. fuck them, though. And you'll just break the game at this point. It'll be great. So, uh, granted, you don't want to do any of the many uh, subquests. Uh, McCarran Air uh, Force Base is there. The uh, Caravan the Company is there. The Apocalypse. Yeah. Like, uh, the the amount of quests and things to do in Freeside is uh, quite staggering. Yes, yeah, uh, populated area, tons of factions. I would say it's almost more quest heavy and dense than um, the actual strip itself. If you don't include like some of the casinos, well, that's kind of what there is to do. There's a vault. There's casinos. Let's talk about New Vegas itself. Uh, so you you wander your way onto the strip. There's music playing. There are NCR soldiers drunkenly stumbling about. Peace strippers, uh, peace strippers, people dancing, having a good time, throwing up. Uh, you have a number of casinos, none of which are really based on real-world casinos. They don't have an analog. Of course, Mr. House's uh, casino does kind of look like the fucking stratosphere or whatever with the big needle and stuff like that. Kind of cool, of course. Only so much, uh, you know, graphical ability at their fingertips at this point when they made this game. So they did the best they can to make something that looked like a big extravagant. Compared to everything else in the game, it's that. Yeah. Uh, it's very clean for the most part. Uh, all the everything's still standing. It's protected. Nothing was raised by nuclear fire, for example. Um, so you hit the strip. You'll be contacted by Mister House for a meeting in the Lucky Thirty Eight Casino uh, about the platinum chip that Benny has stolen. Once the meeting is over, and that's skipping over le- meeting Mister House for the first time. Oh man! And uh, all the things you can do with Mister House. So you you find yourself in the Lucky Thirty Eight Casino, which is House's casino. It is the only casino on the strip that people are not allowed to enter. When you get inside, it looks like it's open for business. There's not a soul in the casino. It is run by Skiratrons. Uh, Victor, I believe, is there. He's the one that tells you that Mister House is looking for you. You take a elevator up to uh, Mister House's suite, and you find yourself talking to a giant computer screen with a picture of a man on it. Uh, you can really push for questions here. You can ask about uh, why you were chosen. Why? What? What is this platinum chip? You can ask all these questions. You can accept or refuse to serve him yeah. as his request. You can, man, and this is where my favorite. So, part. you can, you can fuck off. Your I don't side. know if we want to spoil uh, oh, the, what yes. you can actually do at this yes. point. No, you, we're yeah. spoiling this shit. So okay. you can go into the side room, and if you have high enough science skill or lockpick skill, you can sneak into this other room. Where Mr. House's actual body is stored, being kept alive in this sterile pod environment. You and this is what I fucking love about New Vegas, man, is that any other game would be like, alright, if you're in this point you're killing him, so you'd release him and then just kill him and that would be the end of it. But no, New Vegas is like, no, you can just be an idiot. You can open this and you'll be like and yeah, and he'll just be like, Why did you open this? Germs I will die in a hundred years. And you can literally just say, oops, sorry about that. I'll put you back. Yeah. <laughs> and then for the rest of the game, Whoops. 
For the rest of the yeah. game, Mr. House, as opposed, if you were serving him, he'd be very chippy and like, oh yes, good job. He'd always be like, thanks, I guess. Yeah. Like, no matter how good I make things, I, I'm still going to die in 100 years. Yeah. And that goes into another thing later where you can get the security tron upgrade for Mr. House still serve him, but instead blow up the security drawn bunker, and he'd be like, why did you do that? <laughs> He's like, first you made me expose the germs, now you defeated my whole army, but you're still going against everybody else? What is wrong with you? And uh, you can just be like, I'm dumb. Yeah. Hey man, you chose me. What am I going to say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so he needs this platinum chip. Uh, Mr. House is a is still alive, being kept alive, as you said, in a germ chamber. Uh, we have to we have to wrap up here very shortly. Uh, at this point, a lot of players I know have accidentally stumbled with a high science skill. If you're taking your time to get to that point, yeah. it's not hard to accidentally find Stump. this guy. And you're just like, oh shit! Yeah. Uh, and then of course later in the story, uh, there are reasons why you would have to find this, or you're intentionally trying to take out Mr. House. It's very fascinating. Unless you serve Mr. House at no yes. point. With as far as the average player is concerned, Mr. House is a mysterious guy that's talking to you only through a video phone, telling you very vaguely that you need to go to the Tops Casino and confront Benny and get that platinum chip as not everything is not uh, uh, copacetic in New Vegas. People are t- uh, choosing sides. There are, there are plots about things are about to get interesting Spicy. on the next, the next episode of Public Beta Podcast. Next week, We once again talk about New Vegas. For myself, Lee, and for Reed, thanks for signing up. We'll talk to you again next week.